Touchpoint Unplugged. Casual conversations around living your purpose. Welcome to Episode 7 of Touchpoints Unplugged, where we talk to folks just like you out in Touchpoint Nation that are living their purpose every day. I'm your host, Dustin Reed. Be sure to subscribe to the show on iTunes or Spotify to receive the latest updates, and also follow us on Facebook and Twitter at I Am Touchpoint. At Touchpoint, we have several lines of service, one of which being clinical nutrition and wellness. Our registered dietitians serve in many capacities, ranging from food service management to nutrition informatics, and even subspecialties such as certified nutrition support clinician. March is an important time for dietitians as it is National Nutrition Month and also Registered Dietitian Day, which is the second Wednesday of every March. National Nutrition Month is an annual campaign created by the Academy of Nutrition and Dietetics. And during this month, everyone is invited to learn about making informed food choices and developing healthful eating and physical activity habits. So for this episode, we wanted to feature a few of our our registered dietitians that work in a variety of areas to celebrate National Nutrition Month and to tell us a little bit about being a dietitian for Touchpoint. Brian, Sueda, Maria, welcome to the show. Thanks, Dustin. Dustin. Thanks for having us. I appreciate you all being here. Well, I just wanted to take a moment and let you introduce yourselves. Um, Brian, can you kick us off, please? Yeah, sure thing. Uh, hi, everybody. Uh, my name is Brian Gecking. I'm a registered dietitian and a certified diabetes educator. I've been with Touchpoint for a little over a year and a half, and I'm part of the customer experience team. So I support the Wisconsin region. Awesome. Thanks, Brian. How about you, Sweta? Sure, Dustin. Um, I'm Shweta Sheet clinical nutrition manager at Amita Health Facility in Chicago. I've been with Touchpoint for about two years now and have a team of six registered dietitians who work both inpatient and outpatient setting. I'm really excited to be here. Awesome. And last but not least, Maria. Hi. Really happy to be here, Dustin. Um, so my name is Maria Powell. I'm a registered dietitian, specifically clinical. I work in the acute care setting, specifically at St. Vincent Southside here in Jacksonville, Florida. I've been a dietitian since March, excuse me, January of 2019. And I've been working since March, 2019, um, started out as PRN. And then I've been full-time ever since July, 2019. Awesome. Great. Well, that's what I love about being a dietitian. I I heard so much variety right there, which kind of led me into my first question. And it's something that I've been thinking about for the past year now. Our roles have changed quite a bit with the pandemic. So I was just kind of wondering, what is the day in the life as a dietitian in a hospital setting been like for you guys uh, since the pandemic started? And uh, Sweta, we can start with you. Sure. Um, Well, where do I start? Uh, We were learning on the fly and quickly adapting to the new landscape. Uh, We adjusted our approach to assess the patient's nutritional status, uh, build stronger partnership with nursing, physicians, and other healthcare providers to provide optimal care. Uh, We started using telehealth and learned to read nonverbal cues while talking to our patients either over the phone or observing them through the window. Over this year, we grew stronger as a team, and I definitely feel fortunate to work side-by-side with such a strong clinical team and and the team uh, overall here. Wow, sounds like you and your team had to learn a lot of new skills with telehealth and 
reading nonverbal cues and things like that. That's really interesting. Uh, Maria, how about you? So to kind of piggyback off of what Sweta said, so definitely, um, you know, she's both, Sweta, correct me if I'm wrong, you're inpatient and outpatient, correct? Correct. Okay, so I'm only, I'm strictly inpatient and I work on a team with three dietitians and there has been just so much change, so much change in the acute care setting, I'm sure is outpatient setting. Like Sweta said, adapting, there's been a lot of learning on the spot, especially with COVID. You know, we've had to learn different evaluation techniques, uh, different nutrition interventions, recommendations, and kind of trend things, especially for me, I'm the ICU dietitian at our campus. So I have over half of my patients have been COVID for the past year. And there's been a lot of trends and kind of seeing the patterns of these patients in terms of just overall clinical status, but especially with nutrition. A lot of collaborations. I have to say that, uh, you know, we always rely on other staff members, you know, interdisciplinary collaboration, um, especially with and doctors, but even more so in the past year with COVID, I have to rely on my nurses so much, especially my ICU nurses. And I find that doctors are relying on us a lot more and looking out, you know, reaching out to us, you know, what should we do? Where is this patient at? What do you recommend more so than they typically would? And really the biggest change, Dustin, is just busy. So incredibly busy. (laughs) Our patient load has gone up from, you know, maybe an eight to 12 to we're at an average a day of 12 to 15 plus. Well, I think, one of the silver linings in what you said is um, just the increased collaboration and relationship building with nursing and uh, physicians. That's, mm-hmm. that's awesome. We know how important that is. Yeah. Um, you mentioned about trends. I know you probably can't say too much, but are you seeing a decrease in the number of COVID patients overall? Thankfully, fingers crossed, knock on wood, everyone knock on wood. If you have any nearby, even if it's fake, <laughs> it's finally in the past two weeks. <laughs> it has finally gone down. Like we're seeing a lower load. I think in house right now, we only have five, which is decreased from 30 to 40 as it's been trending. So it's just phenomenal. And then, yeah. And in the ICU, we don't, I don't have a single COVID patient right now, which again, that's the first time in probably a year that that's happened. Wow. That's great. That's phenomenal. Okay. Thanks for sharing. Maria. So Brian, I know that, uh, you started off in a, in a clinical role as a clinical nutrition manager, um, but you're doing something a little bit different now, and we can talk about that in a minute. But um, what are your thoughts on life as a dietitian? I know that you do a lot of traveling and, and going into hospitals. So, um, you know, how have things changed for you? What are your thoughts around this? Yeah, so obviously a little bit different. Yeah, I'm home-based with some travel. Um, prior to coming to Touchpoint, uh, I was CNM, so I was in, I was in the hospital every day. Um, and actually right around the beginning of last year, um, is when I started feeling pretty comfortable working from home regularly and doing a little bit of travel. So, you know, right about March, 2020 is when everything stopped, everything shut down, travel stopped. Um, and then also at that time, so my wife is also home-based, um, she's in sales. Uh, we have a two-year-old and I have two older boys that are in school. So everything shut down. So we suddenly became five of us were, were home-based. So <laughs> that got a little, a little rough for a while trying to do uh, homeschooling with the boys and uh, keep an eye on our daughter and both of us work all from home and, you know, not be able to go anywhere or do anything. So 
it was kind of a rough summer. Uh, we all kind of found our groove and figured out a way to make it work. And then thankfully, by the end of the summer, uh, we started doing a little bit of traveling again with my dining. Uh, so we were able to do a little bit. And then in the fall, uh, my boys were able to go uh, do some part-time remote learning, part-time in-person learning. So they got out a little bit and now they're back in school full-time and the grandparents are all vaccinated now. So they're able to help out with my daughter. So we've kind of gotten into our groove of a new normal. Uh, but for a while it was, it was pretty crazy when we did start doing some traveling again to see airports completely empty and, you know, not yeah. being able to sit anywhere and just kind of how people reacted around each other. It was, uh, it was definitely strange for, for quite a while. Um, now that's, you know, it's picking back up again. Our, our travel is, is going pretty good, pretty steady and regular. And I'm starting to see a lot more people traveling. So it's starting to feel normalized again a little bit. So we're all getting in our groove and we're doing okay. <laughs> yeah, I agree. I, I, when I was in Atlanta airport a couple of weeks ago, I couldn't believe how many people were there. So I think we're all, ready to get back to normal. And, and I like what you said about, you were just talking about kind of personal life. You know, I think we're, we were so focused on work, um, but we also don't really think about how the big pandemic has affected people personally in their home life. And um, it's really hard. Like you said, we had to make yeah. a lot of adjustments. Yeah, so, definitely. <laughs> yeah. I, I'd agree. Glad you brought that up as well. Yeah. <laughs> Okay, well, you know, National Nutrition Month uh, is a special time for dietitians and, and in our hospitals and for our business. And, you know, we like to celebrate that in a lot of different ways. So I kind of just want to hear about what special things are you doing? Uh, and also for Dietitian Day as well, if you have anything you'd like to add for that. So what did you guys do for the month to celebrate? I've seen a lot of great pictures. So just talk a little bit about that. Sweta, do you want to kick us off with what you've done sure. in your ministry? Um, so this year's theme uh, is personalized your plate. Uh, so my team and I has uh, have planned uh, weekly interactive sessions uh, focusing on healthy he eating habits uh, for the patient tray line. We are using my plate tray mates to promote wholesome eating. And then we'll be wrapping up the National Nutrition Month with a wellness talk, uh, discussing the dietary guidelines that were released earlier in the year. Um, and for the RD Day, we did have a special luncheon. So we had our uh, system chef, uh, Venus, who was there to kind of do a virtual uh, recipe demonstration. Uh, so she had done a quinoa salad with chicken um, that was really good. And just the whole environment, I think, um, just with the COVID cases going down, I think we are starting to celebrate and starting to enjoy more. So definitely a good yes. time. Uh, we had a good celebration this year. Yeah, that sounds good. Awesome. I'd love to try that quinoa salad sometime. How about you, Maria? So, uh, you, you know, this is a very big month for dietitians. And uh, uh, to piggyback off the theme for Sweda, you know, we are each week we're doing a different theme here at our campus. So week one, we did mindful eating and we set up um, a little display and we did some handouts. What I have to say, I really like you said that you're incorporating it's a mindful eating plate that you're sending out to patients. Yes. We've got a very good is response that like the, so far. Is it like um, a flyer or that you're, or handout you're giving, or is it an actual like like visual plate? It's actually a visual yeah. plate, so it kind of goes on the trays, wow. so the patient is able okay. to see, kind of look at different options they have in terms of my plate, and just in, 
kind of giving good recommendations and guidelines as to how to eat mindful and um, kind of. I really like that. I mean, go ahead. I really like that. May have to uh, incorporate that. Maybe next year we can trial something like that here at our campus. Um, so mindful eating was week one here. Then our second week, we kind of just had a celebration for our D day. Um, our chefs here cooked us a phenomenal meal. Unfortunately, I was off that day, but I got pictures. It was a, I think a six ounce steak that, uh, our lead dietitian. Yeah, it looks, it looks phenomenal. And then I know at our our real campus is similar. The, the chefs like to do, to a nice meal for us. And I spread Uh, this week we have an intern and she's actually going to be doing a waste on food waste. I mean, a presentation on food waste, excuse me. And you know how to reduce food waste and kind of becoming more self-aware. Um, and then week four is going to be plant plants in unexpected places. I'll be um, taking over that week and I'll be doing a little in service and then also display table. And that's um, to help promote uh, more plant-based foods and someone's diet and also kind of bring awareness to more plant-based foods that people are unaware of. And then week five will be our whole grains. We always like to incorporate whole grains in for National Nutrition Month. And I believe we're going to be doing the the salad is going to be a Brussels sprout squash uh, quinoa salad with a vinaigrette. Very excited about that. Yeah. Well, that sounds great. And special shout out to our chefs. (laughs) (laughs) Thanks for taking care of us. (laughs) Well, Brian, um, I know that we're on the same team and we don't necessarily have a traditional dietitian role, but I was wondering if you could just talk a little bit about your experience and how you still utilize dietetics in our role. Sure. Um, so everyone on the, the CEM team, uh, is kind of always working on multiple projects simultaneously. Uh, but right now my main area of focus is assisting with the transitioning of our accounts to the, my dining room service program. So I spend quite a bit of time training associates in the accounts, um, uh, associates in the kitchen and the operations side, uh, we do a lot of safety training, right? We deal a lot with food allergies, modified consistency diets, thickened liquids, things like that. And, you know, wanna, we always make sure that all of our patients are fed, but we really want to make sure that they're fed safely. So we really take the time to make sure those patients get the items that are right for them. So uh, visually, what do things look like? Are they appropriate consistency? Things like that. Associates in the call center, um, we're going to uh, put some extra emphasis on uh, food choices, right? What's appropriate with each therapeutic diet. So they're going to learn things like vitamin, mineral, nutritional ranges with each diet. They're also going to learn how to make appropriate substitutions so we can try and get those patients the food they want, but uh, make sure that we keep uh, everything in the acceptable range for their, for their diet or their condition. So that's where most of my dietetic emphasis still still lies right now. We have a bunch of people on our team also, as far as my dining goes, that are dietitians and that do a lot of the, the back-end coding. So they spend a lot of time um, coding allergies and, again, taking those foods and what's acceptable on a certain diet and entering the, the nutrition information for each item. So there's a lot of uh, dietetic work still going on uh, behind the scenes and out front uh, as far as the customer experience team goes. But that's where most of my my work still still goes is with my dining right now. Yeah. <laughs> well, I know I mentioned it earlier. It's just, and I, I just see it and hear it a lot. It's, it's pretty amazing, you know, all of the different things that, that dietitians do. So thanks for, for touching right, we, on that. I, I, we have my dining here at this campus. 
uh, Brian. Mm-hmm. So I don't, I don't, I don't think you've already, you've already got it. Yes, we have it out of the three campuses in Jacksonville, Clay, Riverside and Southside. I believe we are the only ones who have it. Riverside might have one floor that does do my dining, but our whole campus oh, yes, really? at Southside is my dining. And then my, oh, that's yeah, good. the lead dietitian, I don't know if you'd be familiar with his name, Luis Mendoza. He's helped a lot with, uh, a lot of the diets and food allergies at the beginning of this, at the, towards the end of last year, rather, he did a lot with the allergies, reviewing every diet. That's great. Yeah. It's a lot of work. A lot yes. of behind the scenes work goes into getting that ready. Yes. He had many a messy hair days from running his fingers through his hair. I'd, I'd walk in the office and it just would be in every direction. I was like, oh, allergy day again. <laughs> yeah. yeah i think everybody if everybody turned on their cameras for our team calls we'd see a lot of them <laughs> definitely <laughs> yeah it's probably best we don't do that I agree, until we I get past this. <laughs> well before we move on i just wanted to pause for a moment to talk a little bit about working for touchpoint if you've enjoyed today's stories so far why not consider a, a career with us Visit our careers page at touchpointcareers.com, where you'll find exciting job opportunities from all over the country for internal and external candidates. Again, that's touchpointcareers.com. So Maria, you've been a dietitian for a couple of years now, and as someone newer to the field, I'd be interested in your perspective on the future of dietetics and the growing importance of our field in healthcare. So I really liked this question and thank you for asking it. Um, I believe, you know, as generations are changing, I think uh, nutrition and health are coming more so to the forefront. And I believe that that's partially, I think social media has a huge impact. I'm sure you all will agree on today's society and things that we find important or that attention is brought to. And I think nutrition um, as well as just overall health, including physical activity, is something you see quite frequently. Uh, I both love and hate social media at the same at the same time because it kind of becomes an obstacle <laughs> to where nutrition's kind of brought to the to the light to the forefront, but then we also struggle with misinformation and fad diets, the sharing of fad diets. Whereas, like my mom is from the baby boomer generation, and she's does the fad till this day she goes and will do an Atkins diet. And then now if I'm sure you guys will agree, we're struggling with a diet (laughs) such as the ketogenic diet, which is, I still don't know how that became a fad diet. Um, But I do think, you know, the saying health is wealth is especially with uh, the younger generations is being brought more to the light. Um, I do find that in in an acute care setting, I'm not as sure as outpatient, um, but in an acute care setting, I get a lot of random consults or, you know, a patient wants to speak to dietitian regarding X diet or patient wants to speak to just wants to speak to us about a rant. We'll get a random question, which when I first started out as an intern a couple years ago <clears throat> in 2018, that I don't remember seeing a lot of those consults and more and more we're getting those. Um, I do find again, in acute care doctors are reaching out to us more, at least at our campus. We have a one of our team of doctors, uh, they consult us a lot and really rely on us and our expertise. And they'll say, you know, what do you think we should do for this patient? Whereas a lot of the time doctors kind of just have set in their mind what they want to do and they're going to go with it regardless of what we think or what uh, standards recommend. 
I do think that moving forward, especially with this pandemic, we will see more nutritional interventions and guidelines because most COVID patients, especially the ones that have been critically ill, their nutrition is severely impacted. I can't tell you how many malnourished patients I have in relation to COVID. And I think that there will be more standards coming out and more research being done. And there might even be in terms of micronutrient supplementation. I know there have been some things and, you know, you'll, you'll see zinc sulfate um, or vitamin C for, you know, uh, immune function. A lot of doctors supplement that now, but there's not a lot of research currently to back that up. So I think future research will provide or lead to future interventions for dietetics in terms of these patients. And I really think nutrition is just a wonderful just nutrition and dietetics is just, it's a wonderful field to work in. And I think as each year goes by, it'll grow regard, no matter what, no matter what's going on in the world. And I think that that's phenomenal. I really like what you said about the micronutrients. I saw a lot of about that even right. earlier on in the pandemic. So it'd be interested, interesting to see. Yes, what, I'm really what intrigued to that. see what research uh, <laughs> takes place in terms of the supplementation and nutrition interventions. Well, Brian and Sweda, uh, would you like to chime in from your perspective? Don't want to leave you all out on that, but feel free to chime in if sure. you have anything. Um, yeah, I, I think there's going to be uh, a little more emphasis on st uh, sustainability in the future. I, I think it's it's been around and has been an important issue for quite a while. But I, I really think lately, and I think going forward, that I think that consumers in general, right, not just in healthcare, but in general, uh, have dramatically driven the increased need for sustainability and ethical food development. Right? I think that has an impact on the food that's being served to our patients in healthcare settings. I think companies are, are looking to RDs more and more to help promote their brand or promote their products. And I think part of the message that they will need to deliver is that we participate in ethical food production and you know our carbon footprint is light or at least comparable to others in the industry. Right? Uh, RDs who really care and want to participate in, in that area may have an indirect avenue into healthcare by providing that to our patients. But I think it also plays a role when, when we as touchpoint dietitians talk about the food that we serve our patients in the hospitals, right? Because we partner with Food Buy, who's heavily involved in the reduction of food waste and, and non-food waste reduction. Um, but they also partner with suppliers who use sustainable practices, right? They, they also have uh, third-party certifiers to ensure safe and humane practices, of the animals, livestock workers, and everything like that. So I think anybody who isn't partnered or using those practices to get food into the hospitals is going to have to um, in the future. I think just that's where it's going, and that's what everybody's going to have to do. Mm, that's a good point. I think even Starbucks got, <laughs> are getting rid of their straws now. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, everybody's, everybody's yeah. moving in that direction. It's, it's definitely... Uh, what uh, people want and, and, and need and, and feel is, is necessary. So Yeah, I hadn't, I really like that you mentioned that, Brian. I hadn't thought about that, but that is very true, sustainability. And again, it's more awareness. I feel with each passing year, more awareness is brought to, to nutrition and food, but also the behind the scenes. So the, like you said, the production. Um, and yeah. I think it's phenomenal that we're going in a direction that's more it's more sustainable, better for the environment, also better for health. Yeah, I absolutely agree. And I think it's just it's trending that way and it's just gonna go that way for everyone. Everyone's gonna have to mm -hmm. participate in, in those those practices. Yeah, I totally agree with both of you. Um I 
definitely see more of sustainable practices coming in forefront. Um, just in general, just going to the right from going to the grocery store to your healthcare providers, a lot of places we're starting to see those things. Um, and also in our outpatient setting, we've seen a lot more questions on fed diets, seeing patients coming with who want to follow keto diet, don't really have that understanding of it. Um, uh, vegan diets, plant-based diets, we're kind of starting to see a lot more of those as well. So uh, with that being said, I do see the future of dietetics being pretty bright, um, kind of embracing the technology. And as the profession continues to evolve, we're going to see ourselves in a lot of different avenues um, other than just the healthcare, uh, but also see ourselves more in the private sector as well. Right. I, if I could piggyback onto that, I, I forgot to mention, I had this thought earlier when I was prepping for this. I've had in the past year, a lot of parents reach out to me regarding their children and um, recommendations for their kids, you know, whether they be overweight or they're seeing, I had one, one friend who told me that her daughter's labs, you know, it, it was showing pre-diabetes. And she wanted to know what to do and just information on it and what diet to put her daughter on. So I think a lot of parents are too, parents too are getting more aware, wanting more um, education so they can implement better habits for their children. Mm -hmm. I think that makes sense. Like to Brian's point about his children being home. I mean, you're with That's your kids true. more and more now and um, you see their habits and maybe some of the bad habits mm -hmm. sitting in front of the screen too much. So, it, I mean, I guess in, in a way it's, it's good that their, you know, parents are starting to get more involved and concerned. Mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. interesting. Well, we're almost out of time today, but I do have one last question for everybody. I'd just like to know what do you think is the best thing about working for Touchpoint as a registered dietitian? And uh, Brian, we'll start with well, you. Sure. So I I like working for Touchpoint um, in general, not necessarily as a as a registered dietitian, but just in general. I, I love this company. I, I I like it because I truly believe that everyone from senior leadership down genuinely cares about all of our associates and genuinely cares about all of the people and the patients that we serve on a daily basis. Uh, it's, it's really something that I've never experienced in any other job or any other company before. Um, and that's, that's my main reason. Everybody really cares. Yeah, I, I would agree with I that. I will uh, Maria, have to 110% agree with what Brian just said. I, since working um, at Touchpoint, I have so much room for opportunity. And there's senior management as always. So my director and then the regional director here, um, even the local, uh, is just phenomenal. When I started out PRN, uh, as a PRN dietitian, I got an opportunity to go to Sacred Heart, not as a dietitian, but based on my work history in food service as a patient services manager, like fill-in to help train. But even that alone, it was so much exposure and was such a phenomenal opportunity for me. And I was able to network and meet so many people, also see the different dining systems and be exposed to a different hospital system. Um, and that's just one example. My director here, you know, shout out to Mr. Bailey. Uh, he's just wonderful and is always looking out for us. You know, well, what can, what can he do for us? What needs to be improved? 
Um, definitely vertical integration, working with both our food service teams and then EBS. And then even what we're doing right now, this opportunity for this podcast is it really is a very great reflection of Touchpoint as a company. It's oftentimes really like a family, especially my immediate uh, coworkers. I, they truly feel like my family, partially because I spend more time with them than my actual family, especially <laughs> as of late. <laughs> yes, especially as of late. That can be even true. If I, even if I didn't, um, it's it's a wonderful environment to work to work in for with with Touchpoint. Well, I'm so happy that you said vertical integration. That's a project that I had the opportunity to work on a few years ago. So I'm glad to yeah. see that that term is still still out there. Um, yeah, I mean, um, last but not least, I definitely agree with both what Brian and Maria talked about. Uh, just some of the best things about working for Touchpoint is just the supportive leadership that we have here. They're always listening, caring about our associates. Um, right from our director to senior level to regional, everyone's always ready to help. We've got great resources. Um, also providing the great work-life balance too. And then just the ability to grow professionally, uh, giving us uh, such great opportunities. And then the most important meeting, a very good, amazing crew to work with. Um, uh, I truly believe at Touchman I've met a lot of good, amazing people and have learned a lot from them. Well, that's about all the time we have for today. Brian, Sweta, Maria, thank you so much for joining. Thanks for having us. That was yeah. fun. Thank you so thank much. You. Thank you for inviting yeah, it us. Yeah, was. Well, everyone, be sure to tune in next time for another exciting episode. Also, be sure to follow Touchpoint on Facebook and Twitter and to check out our careers page for all of those exciting opportunities. See you next time. Touchpoint Unplugged. Casual conversations around living your purpose.